Now, we started in John chapter number four to begin this series, and we're going to try to wrap it up going back to John chapter four today and, and finish up what we started. Uh, we have had an incredible five or six weeks of, of training and teaching and learning about sharing our faith in, in bringing the gospel to people. We have had some awesome testimonies, uh, which we'll be able to hear. And God is saving people because people are sharing their faith. Somebody say amen. amen. And so I want to, I want to preach today, uh, the, the subject and trust me, I am as far from a prosperity preacher as there is on this planet. Somebody say amen. Uh, I, I am not a prosperity preacher, but I am a Bible preacher. And if it's in the Bible, I don't care how people misrepresent it. I'm going to preach what the Bible says. And so we're going to preach that today. But it, it made me think about all the, the college athletes who, who strive and, and work and discipline themselves and, and blood, sweat and tears and work their entire life to get to the point they can go to the NFL or go to a, uh, a major uh, uh, a pro sport. And they say this all the time, right before they get drafted or, or sign a contract, they say they're fixing to get paid. And what they're saying is all the sacrifice is going to be worth it. Everything they put in is going to be worth it because they're fixing to get. They're fixing to get. Now, listen, everything we do for Christ, God, hey, he, he will not be mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also. If you work for him, honey, you're going to get paid. And we're going to learn that today. All right. So let's look in John chapter number four. John chapter number four and begin in verse number 34. If you will remember, this is the, 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 the situation uh, with the woman at the well. Jesus has, has instructed this woman and taught this woman that he's the Messiah. They come back, the disciples come back from town and they see him and they bring him some food. Well, he says, I don't, I don't need what you have. I got something better. That's what he said. They're wondering, the disciples are wondering, did somebody already bring him something to eat? Because they were thinking physical, but he was thinking spiritual, right? Now let's look at this. Let's look at this. It says in verse 34, Jesus saith unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. He that reapeth receiveth, everybody say it, help us out there at Fairview, say it real loud. He that reapeth receiveth and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice, what? And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. Say that with me, one soweth. And another reapeth. Go back, go back to verse number, go back to verse number 36. He that reapeth receiveth. Let's read that sentence, everybody together. And he that reapeth receiveth wages. Lord, thank you so much for the sweet, sweet spirit in the house today. Lord, we thank you for the word that you've given us to preach today. We thank you for the testimonies that we're about to hear from. Lord, I pray right now that you will just touch and bless, move in an awesome way. God, I pray that you'll just, just use your word to motivate us to go out and share our faith and declare to this world 
that Jesus saves, Jesus saves. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hey, my name is Jerry Wren, and uh, I had a dramatic thing happen this week. All right. I'd like to know what that thing was. Hey, my name is Jerry Wren, and uh, I had a dramatic thing happen this week. Uh, I attended the uh, workshop, witness workshop Sunday night, and I picked up a couple of things that I use Monday morning. I, uh, uh, first thing I did was pray for me, that the Holy Spirit could work through me and remove anything that might enter the Holy Spirit. Then I prayed for the one I was going to see that I had a burden for. And I prayed for the Holy Spirit's leadership. And when I arrived at this person's house, uh, they was eating early lunch. And so they motioned me on in. We're, we're related, so they knew who I was. And when I got in, they was eating lunch. And, and uh, I waited until they got through eating. And, and then I asked them. They'd been married a long time. And I got them to talk about their life, and which they did immediately. And then when they finished that, I said, well, I've got something I'd like to share with you about my life. And just gave them a brief testimony of the things that I did and, and things that I was ashamed of and some that I didn't want to admit and hope nobody ever found out. And, and so uh, then uh, I asked Don, I said, Don, uh, have you ever accepted Christ as your Savior? And he said, no. I said, well, let me tell you about a man I met one day that forgave me of my sins and, and saved my soul and dwells within me to help me in each day. And he said, well, I've always been a good man. Hadn't mistreated anybody that I know of and, and intentionally or, or hurt anybody's feelings. I've just always tried to put, treat people right. I said, yes, that's, that's, that's great, but but you like one thing, you, you, you need to accept Jesus into your heart. Have you ever did that? And he said, no. I said, would you like to? He said, yes, I would. I've been thinking about that. So immediately, I left where I was at and went to him. And I put my arm around him and I said, Don, I'm going to pray, but I want you to pray. I want you to pray that God will forgive you of your sins and that God will enter into your heart and live. And so we prayed and and. And when we got through praying, uh, I, he had tears in his eyes. I said, Don, how you feel? He said, I feel good. And you know what I'm wondering is, how many Dons are there out there that's just waiting on somebody to come to them and present the gospel to them? The, the field is wide and ready for harvest, as the Bible said. And, and Temple, what do we need to do? I mean, how many Dons are there out there just waiting on someone to come to them and present the gospel to them, and they're ready. They're ready to accept. He was so receptive. And, of course, I rejoiced and rejoiced because this man is 88 years old. What a blessing it was to see him give his heart to Christ. Isn't that great? The odds of somebody 88 years old trusting in Christ is like winning the lottery. It is that difficult. Uh... Uh, Brother Jerry called me Monday. He, he was at the training Sunday night and called me Monday just squalling his eyes out. I'm telling you, squall, I mean the weeping and wailing kind of, I, I thought somebody died. I really did. I said, man, what is wrong? What, what happened? What is wrong? He finally gets his composure and he tells me, he tells me what happens and I'm crying now, you know? And listen, 
This is just one story of many that we're going to be able to share. And, 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 this, and it just happened because somebody had a burden. Somebody had a burden for somebody and, and trusted that Christ would give him what to say. And the Holy Spirit moved in that thing. And, and we see what a great blessing that is. And all God's people say it. Now, let's look at a few verses. It says in, in, in uh, John four thirty six. it says, He that reapeth receiveth wages. He that reapeth receiveth wages. Now, look in your notes. Look in your notes in 1 Corinthians 3, 5. Here, here is a, here is another portion of scripture. Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church and he says, who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. In other words, Paul said, I came and planted the gospel. I told you about Christ. I told you about the Lord Jesus. Apollos came behind me and encouraged that in your life, but it was God who made it happen. No human can save anybody, but we can tell them who can save them. And that's what he's saying. Now watch what he says though. He says, so then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. In other words, whether you're the one that actually gets to pray and lead someone to Christ, or you're the one who a week before had shared your story with them and shared God's story, either way, you're on the same team. We're on the same team. Now, watch what he says. He said, they are one. And what's that next word? Come on. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor, labor. Now here's two words, wages and reward. Say that with me. Everybody say it. It's the same Greek word, the same Greek word, mistos, mistos. Both of them mean the same thing. It's translated in one reward and it's translated other wages. But the word, the word means Payment for services rendered. Say that with me. In other words, if you serve God, brother, you going to get paid. Now, let me say that again, because this is such foreign to a lot of people. Uh, you say, well, preacher, I'm just, I just, I, I just, I, listen, heaven will be enough. If I can just escape hell, that'll be enough. Well, that, that's true. I'm not going to deny that a bit. It, that would be enough, but that's not enough for God because nobody would be able to say that God owes anybody anything. If you serve him, you're going to get paid. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And I want to share, I want to share just a little bit of the wages of the wages that's going to come to the person who serves God. Now I want to, I want to say this by way of just, let's just get, let's just clear the air and get this out of the way because I see a lot of people claiming promises in the Bible that does not belong to them. In other words, we'll claim things that the Bible says and we'll say that I can have that promise. But here, here's the thing. God's love is unconditional. You don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be anything. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you when you're good. He loves you when you're bad. He loves you when you're up. He loves you when you're down. Somebody say amen. Amen. His love is unconditional, but his blessings are not. 
His blessings are very conditional. Because there's always the if then. God says, if you do this, then I will do that. Are y'all with me? Say amen. For instance, I, I hear people quoting all the time. I hear people quoting all the time. God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. Now keep in mind, you got to read the whole chapter. Don't pick the verse out. That verse means he's talking about people who have sacrificially given to the cause of Christ. Paul is telling people who have sacrificially given to the cause of Christ that God will meet your need. If you've never given anything to the cause of Christ, you have no right to claim that promise. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Oh, God's going to take care of me and give me what I need. And you haven't even sought his kingdom. Okay. Yeah, it's gotten quiet, hasn't it? We're starting to realize some things. Listen, we got to do what God commands us to do. Obedience is very necessary. Somebody say amen. Now, but what are the, what is the wage? What is the payment for services rendered? Man, I, I seen some really cool stuff and, and, and maybe some things you've never heard before. That's going to be really good today. Number one, let's go quick through this. Let's go quick through this. Number one, I want you to see the rewards. Before I do that, I want to give you a couple verses, a couple verses about winning souls and about, about leading people to Christ, sharing your faith. James five nineteen says this, brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the air of his way shall save a soul from and shall hide a multitude of amen. Romans 10, 15. How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. You know what that means? Basically this, it means right now, brother Don thinks brother Jerry's kind of purdy. You know why? Because brother Jerry cared enough about brother Don and loved him enough to go tell him the gospel. So when his feet was coming, it was a beautiful thing. If you've ever understood that you were on your way to hell and now because somebody cared enough for you that loved you enough to share the gospel with you, you're going to think they're pretty beautiful. And all God's people say it. Now watch this. Watch this. Number one. Number one. What's our wages? What's our wages? That's what we're talking about today. You know, what's our wage? What's the what's the benefit package? What's the benefit package to, to leading people to Christ? Number one, I want you to see there's going to be rewards from Christ. There's going to be rewards from Christ. Payment for services rendered. And, and by the way, there's going to be rewards on this side of heaven too, by the way. Uh, a lot of times we only think about what's going to be on that side, what we're going to get when we get to heaven. But the majority of them is going to be on this side. Now, watch what it, let's, let's write a few of these down. What rewards will come from Christ for sharing your faith and being faithful to share the gospel? First, write this down, fulfillment. Fulfillment, where do we find that? Jesus had just gotten through sharing the gospel with this woman at the well. They, he was weary with his journey. He was probably hungry too, physically hungry. And, and so he sends the disciples into the city to buy meat, buy something to eat. And, 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 and by the way, probably too, to get them out of the way, 
you know, because they were probably prejudiced and they didn't, you know, uh, uh, they wouldn't have anything to do with Samaritans. We know that because they didn't invite anybody or witness to anybody in that city of Sychar. But so Jesus is getting them out of the way. They come back and they see him talking to her, but they got enough sense not to question it. Amen. And so when that is through and the lady leaves, they come up to Jesus and say, okay, we've got you something to eat. And he said, listen, I have meat to eat that you know not of. And they look at one another like, did someone bring him a sandwich? What, what is this? And Jesus sees their confusion and he says this. This is what, now, now stay with me. Stay with me. He says, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Then he says this, my meat, meat. What was the meat? It was food. It was what would fulfill him. What would satisfy his hunger. That's why we eat because we're hungry. Say amen. We, we eat to satisfy that hunger, to fulfill that longing appetite in us. We eat till we are full, full, meaning we don't want anything else. Fulfillment means I'm satisfied. I'm content. I don't want anything else. I'm happy. Where And Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. You know what he's saying right there? There is something that just took place. I have shared the gospel with this lady. This lady has received me. She's going back to tell somebody. And that gives me great fulfillment. There is, hey, there are so many Christians today that's living empty. They're living, they're, they, they feel like there's just still something missing. They're going to church, they're reading their Bible, maybe they're, they're giving generously, but they're wondering why I just don't have a sense of contentment. Why I don't have a sense of fulfillment. Maybe because you're not being obedient to the command of God to share your faith. But Jesus says, I have great fulfillment. And I'm going to tell you this, if you ever do begin to share your faith, then you will understand what I'm talking about. There is a sense of fulfillment that you can't get from hobbies. There's a sense of fulfillment that you can't get from possessions. There's a sense of fulfillment that you can't get from any other activity than telling somebody how to know Christ as their Savior. And all God's people say it. So what's the first reward? Say it with me. A. Everybody say it loud. A. Fulfillment. Look at B. It says in John 15, 16. Ye have not chosen me. But I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go forth and bring forth fruit. You should go and bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain. That, that, that means if you do that, then this is going to happen. Y'all see that? Y'all see that, that there? Do y'all see that, that there? That's hard to say. Amen. Right? He says, if you will bear fruit, then this is going to happen. That whatsoever ye shall of the father in my, he may, what's a, what's a benefit of soul winning? Sharing your faith, answered prayers. He said, if you'll bear fruit, I'll answer your prayers. Well, he has a, he has, he answers my prayers, whether I do or not. You sure? Sometimes things happen to us and we think it's answered prayer and really didn't have nothing to do with God. Because sometimes we, we, we get stuff we really don't need and really can't afford and say, God did this. God didn't put you in that much debt. That was not an answered prayer. Come on. Man, y'all quiet today. 
Well, what happens when we start bearing fruit? What happens when we start winning people and sharing our faith, sharing the gospel? God starts answering your prayers. God starts pouring his blessing. Why? Why would he do that? Because you're doing what he wants you to do. You don't think he's not going to help you do what he's commanded you to do? Are y'all with me? Just this week, I was praying on my way to, to share with, with different people. And, and, and y'all know, I told y'all, I, I'm shy and I get nervous every time. So I'm praying, God help me. God go before me. God be there when I get there. God make it easy on me. God, I'm scared to death. Give me fear, fearlessness. Give me courage. Take this fear away. And every single time God come through, it was incredible. It was incredible. You know why? Because I'm doing what he wants me to do. He's helping me be obedient to what he's saying. And if you will share your faith, if you will learn to bear fruit, he will answer your prayers. That's a benefit of sharing your faith. So what was A? What was A? Uh, Here's our reward for sharing our faith. A, it is fulfillment. B, answered prayer. Answered prayer. I'm trying to go fast. I'm trying to go fast. Look at Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye... First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now watch this. And all these things shall be. Okay, that's need supplied. What's a reward for sharing your faith? Fulfillment, answered prayers and needs supplied. I love (laughs) people do this all the time. They said, God said he would supply my need. Yes, if you will seek his kingdom. People running around claiming that promise and hadn't done anything for the cause of Christ. Haven't never shared their story. They, they haven't even invited someone to church. Much less actually share the gospel, but they're standing there claiming that God's going to provide all their needs. And he didn't say that. He said, seek ye first the kingdom. If you will seek first the kingdom, then all these things shall be added unto you. All what things? If you go in that chapter, I didn't put it all because I didn't have room on the paper. But if you'll read that whole chapter, it's all the things that we seek after. Our, our, our clothes on our back, a shelter, or a roof over our head, food for our stomach. Are y'all with me? All of these things that we need, all of these things, not just our needs, but our desires and our wants. God says, if you'll, if you'll put my business first, I'll put your business first. And I have come to find that's the truth. If we will take care of God's business, God will take care of our business. But don't dare claim that promise if you're not going to dare do something for him. Because this is a reward. This is a promise that is a stipulation. It is conditional to you seeking his kingdom. What does it mean to seek his kingdom? You're trying to build it. You're trying to grow it. You're trying to get people into his kingdom. That's what that means. And all God's people say it. Now, see, it's quiet as a church mouse in here. We could have devotion right here. You know why? Because some of y'all are getting a slap in the face in a cold shower this morning because you thought all this time, just because you prayed a prayer one day, that you get everything in the Bible. And that's not true. That's just not true. It, (laughs) It matters what you do for God after salvation. And you're going to find out, you're going to find out toward the end of this thing, it really, really matters. It matters. And all God's people say it. Fulfillment, contentment, answered prayers, needs supplied. Now, now how many of y'all, how many of y'all would agree? 
I want all them. I want all them. I desire all them. Look at this last one. Look at this last one. Psalms 126. Psalms 126, 5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. We know that precious seed is the word of God. Bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with bringing his sheaves with him. Say, preacher, what is the reward from Christ? Joy. Joy. When's the last time you've been so happy, you've had so much joy in your heart that you were weeping uncontrollably and you couldn't even talk to the preacher on the phone? Think about that. Look at me, everybody. Look at me. We're not praying yet. Everybody look at me. When's the last time you've been so happy, had so much joy that you were weeping uncontrollably and you couldn't even talk? That's exactly what I experienced this week on the phone. And two or three other people, I was able to lead another person to the Lord this week. And one person was able to lead two more people to the Lord this week. And in every situation, actually another one, I think it's eight altogether. I think it's eight altogether. Since we have started this, eight have been led to Christ by people in the church. And in every situation, they could not wait to tell me. You know why? Joy. There is no feeling in this world. When I was, when I was praying, when I was praying with Tia through the, through the, through the drive through window and she got through praying that sweet prayer. I'm telling you, it was all I can do. I, I, I was, I was, y'all don't think this rev can dance, but I was dancing in that car, man. I could have jig. I was so happy. I was just, yeah, 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 yeah. It probably scared her to death, but I, I was so happy, man. I had joy. You know what Jesus said? These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might be, I'm not talking about a temporary happiness. A frosty makes me happy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about real joy. Real joy. I remember, I remember calling, I remember calling Norm. You see, Norm had been texting Bible verses to Tia. You know, almost every morning or every other morning. And I called him and said, hey, guess what? I had no idea. I had no idea this was the same person we had been praying for. Norm had just left a funeral. And he was broken and he was down. And as soon as he heard about Tia, it just changed his whole day. He experienced joy. You know why? Because he planted. I watered. But God gave the. But guess what he did? He gave me joy. And gave Norm joy. Are y'all with me? Some of y'all, you're barking up the wrong tree. I'm sorry to use coon hunting terminology. (laughs) But the coon is not in the tree you're on. Sometimes you go and and, 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 uh, pox you out there. 
There you go. Pops, how many times have we gone and, and the dog will be treating here, but the coon will be about four trees over. He just missed him. Just missed him. He was close, but not close enough. Some of y'all are running around and you're wanting that kind of joy. You're wanting that kind of fulfillment. You're wanting to know that God is pleased with you and is going to meet all your needs, but you're on the wrong tree. I love hobbies. I love sports. I love all those things. But none of those things are going to fulfill you and give you the kind of joy of what I'm talking about. And all God's people say it. So our wages, payment for services rendered. First payment, number one, is what? No, that's A. Number one. Say it again, everybody. All right. Help us, Fairview. They're struggling over here. It's early in the morning. It's early in the morning. So let's all say it real loud, Fairview. Everybody right here is number one. Number two. The second, second form of payment. The second form of payment is going to be reigning with Christ. Write that down. Reigning with Christ. What do you mean reigning? Just what I said. Reigning. Where are we going to reign? Right here on earth. Now, now write that down. Write that down. A, here on earth for. All right. Now, let's read, let's read a couple of verses out of Revelation. We'll come back. Revelation 5, 9. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain. And has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kingdom. So we're talking about the redeemed folk. All those that are saved, that's born again, that's believed in Christ. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So the redeemed people that, that God has saved by his blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation. And thou hast made us unto our God. What's that word? King. Come on, everybody. Made us unto our God. King. Kings. And, and we shall own thee. So we're kings and we're going to reign on the earth. Watch this now. Watch this now. Revelation 20 verse four. And I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and with Christ a... Are y'all with me? Say amen. So there's going to be, there's going to be before the tribulation period saints, and there's going to be tribulation saints that are going to come together and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Now, let me explain that. Everybody look at me before we go to B. Everybody look at me before we go to B. Everybody together? Everybody wait? Everybody good? All right. All right. Watch this now. At the end of the tribulation period, Jesus is going to, or excuse me, at the beginning of the tribulation period, the rapture of the church is going to take place. The rapture of church is going to take place. We're going to go. The, the, the bride of Christ will be raptured out to go to be rewarded by Christ. Seven years of tribulation will happen on this earth. Seven years of hell on earth. Seven years of unspoken horror will take place as God judges his wicked planet. At the end of those seven years, Jesus is coming back. We find that Jesus is going to come back on a white horse. Are y'all with me? Say Amen. He's going to defeat all the enemy that comes against him. There's going to be a battle of Armageddon. 
Jesus is going to come back and set foot on the Mount of Olives, going to walk across the Kidron Valley. And, and by the way, when you go to Israel, you're going to see this eyeball to eyeball. You're going to see the spot. He's going to come down, walk across, go through the eastern gate that the Muslims have concreted and bricked up, thinking they're going to hold the Messiah. I can't wait to see their faces. <laughs> he's going to go into Jerusalem and he's going to sit on the throne of his father, David, and he's going to rule this world for one thousand years. One thousand years, Jerusalem will be the capital of the world. That's where the verse comes in. He shall be called wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the government shall be upon his shoulder. Are y'all with me? Everybody listen, he is going to rule and reign, but he's going to have Kings under him. That's going to rule with him. Who are them? The born again child of God. Y'all with me? He has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on this earth. We will reign with Christ. Now, now, before you get all jacked up and excited about your, your kingship, yeah, that's stipulation to that. Well, I thought it was just to save. Well, let's see. Let's see. Look at B. Look at B. You're reigning. That's the point, right? Reigning with Christ. B will be determined by our faithfulness and obedience. What you reign, what you will have responsibility over will be determined by your faithfulness and obedience. Matthew 25, 21. Matthew 25, 21. His Lord said unto him, what's that word? Well Well done. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been, say it with me, thou hast been faithful over few things. Watch this now. I will make thee ruler. Everybody, I will make thee over if you were, if you were, hello, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Revelation 2, 26. And he that overcometh and now Matthew 21 said, if you are now Revelation 2 says, if you're obedient. If you keep my works, watch this under the end to him. Will I give over the wow nations, whole nations power over. Now, when is that going to take place or where is that going to? It's on this earth. It's on this earth during the thousand year millennial reign of Christ. Watch this. He that overcometh and keep my works unto the end to him. Will I give power over the nations? Verse 27. And he shall then with a rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter that they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. Preacher, what is it saying? Ladies and gentlemen, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Your responsibility and the job you get in the millennial reign of Christ will be determined by your faithfulness and obedience. Let that sink in a minute. Now, I've always cut up. Y'all have heard me talk about, you know, I'm going, we're going to be kings and priests and, and we're going to rule with Christ. And I've always cut up and told y'all, and, and I'm going to be ruling the Bahamas. 
You know, and I'm being a little facetious that way. But the point is, it's going to be determined by what we do for him. If we are faithful and obedient to his calling on our life and serving him today, it's what's going to determine what you do during the millennial reign. It's going to determine whether you're a president, a prime minister, a mayor, a... Hello. You mean to tell me if I don't do nothing for God here? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Everything you do now determines what you're going to have then. If you're faithful over the little now, he's going to bless you with much then. If you're unfaithful now, you're going to be way at the back of the line. This is sobering, isn't it? Do you realize this whole time on this earth? This whole time on this earth is just prep for the time to come? I mean, what, what, is, what is your 60, 70, 80, 100 years now compared to 1,000? And whatever you do now will determine what you're doing then for 1,000 years. I don't know about y'all. Some of y'all better get busy. I haven't heard a lot of preaching like this. I haven't heard it laid out as specific as this my whole life. Most of my life, man, the only thing is just get saved. Just get saved. Just get saved because it'll make sure you go to heaven. No, no, we're going to have responsibilities. We're going to have responsibilities here on this earth and determined by what you do for him now, your faithfulness now, your obedience now will determine what. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Y'all don't know, but I had the gift of, of uh, I'm a psychic. <clears throat> and I, I know what some of y'all are thinking right now. You're thinking, well, just as long as I don't have to go to hell, you say that now. But you ain't going to think that when he's divvying out responsibilities. For 1,000 years. I'm not, I'm not taking away, you know, I, I didn't say it's going to determine whether you're a prime minister or, because there is no shame and no employment. Whatever job you have, bless God, that's, that's honorable. It's better than sorry people that won't get off the couch. But man, I want to encourage you to be faithful and obedient. Because one day it's going to be worth it. You're going to get paid. If you're faithful with what little God has given you here on this side, the responsibility you have now, man, God's going to bless you with great responsibility then. Rule the nations. Rule the nations. And all God's people say it. Now, here's the best one of all. We're talking about wages, right? We're We're talking about our payment for services rendered, what God's going to do for us if we serve him. Now, if you're not going to serve him, don't, don't try to claim any of this stuff. Okay. Don't try to claim any of this stuff. If you're not going to be faithful, if you're not going to share your faith, don't try to claim any of this stuff. This is services for payment. Listen, or payment for services rendered wages. If you're not going to serve, if you're not going to work, you don't get no wage. Now, if you don't think God's serious about that, 
you know what he said in his word? If a man don't work, neither should he eat. Don't even feed him. You know what God knows? Because hunger will make a man do something. See, God, God is not, God is, he, he's not going to, he's going to hold us accountable. If you serve him, you will get paid. Now, watch this. Number three. This is so good. This is so good. Well, number one, let's review real quick. We're almost done. Almost done. Three minutes. Number one, rewards from Christ. Number two, reigning with Christ. How many of y'all are excited about one day you're going to get to reign with Christ? All right. Number three, number three, let's finish. Let's finish. Recognition by Christ. Recognition by Christ. I love when people try to be humble. Oh, I don't need no recognition. You lying scoundrel. Everybody likes to be recognized. Everybody likes a pat on the back. Everybody likes an attaboy. Everybody likes a good job. Amen. Now watch this. Two things. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Two things. Recognition by Christ. First, there's going to be a verbal recognition. Write that down. Verbal recognition. Matthew 25, 21. His Lord said unto him. What did he say? Okay. Uh, Thank you, Brother John. Appreciate it, bro. All right, let's try it again. Here we go. What, what, what's the Lord going to say to the one that's obedient and faithful? Well done, good and faithful servant. Wow. That's not going to come from a flunky. That's not going to come from a subordinate. That's going to come from Christ himself. Good job. You know, sometimes from the person we respect the most, that means more than anything. Sometimes that is so much more motivating than even dollar amounts. For some to recognize your effort, recognize your work, recognize your service, and thinking about the one who died on the cross is going to look at you and say, good job. I'm going to tell you, that will be worth it all. Verbal recognition from our Lord. 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore judge nothing before time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. Read it with me. Then shall every man have praise In other words, God's going to praise whatever we do for him. 1 Peter 1, 7. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire. What's tried? Your faith. God's going to put you through difficult things so your faith will come out. Might be found unto praise, praise and, and at the appearing of who? Christ. Jesus Christ. God's going to praise and honor those who serve him and are faithful. Verbal recognition. Then B, this is so good. This is my faith. I couldn't wait to get to this point. I could have just skipped down to this. This is really cool. There's not only going to be a verbal recognition. There's going to be a visual recognition. A visual recognition. Now, before I read these verses, I got to explain something. 
In, in 1 John, in 1 John, everybody look at me because I'm almost done. I'm, I'm already over time now, so, so I need to talk fast. Okay? In 1 John, the Bible says God is what? Light. Say it with me. God is light. He's light. God the Father, God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Okay? Do y'all remember when Jesus was in human form on the Mount of Transfiguration, when the disciples woke up, what, what was he doing? He was glowing. The Bible says his glory was emanating from him. In other words, the deity on the outside was shining through the humanity on the inside. Many, many scholars believe that when the glory of God was in the tabernacle in the wilderness, that that light was shining and could be seen for miles. God is light. God is light. Now, watch this. Watch this. One of the blessings in the rewards of a child of God is to be able to reflect that light. There's nothing good about you at all. The only thing good about us is our ability to reflect him. And there's going to be a special gift to those who win souls to Christ. Watch this. Watch this. Proverbs 1130. Proverbs 1130. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Now watch this. He that winneth souls is, wise. now watch what it says in Daniel 12, 3. Now, now let me go back. He that winneth souls is, wise. look at Daniel 12. And they that be, wise. shall, shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the forever and Matthew 13, 43, then shall the righteous forth as the (laughs) many that turn people to righteousness shall shine like the stars. Now everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Come on now. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. You can't miss this one. Forever and ever. Everybody in the balcony, y'all with me? Y'all with me? Wave at me so I know y'all with me. Y'all ain't asleep up there. Okay, all right, all right. For those who win people to Christ, God is going to give you a special ability to reflect him. In other words, you're going to be shining brighter than others. I just read it. I read you three different verses that confirm the same thing. There's going to be certain people that's in heaven. They're going to get in by the skin of their teeth. You're not going to do a blessed thing for God. But then there's others who are going to be faithful and obedient. And they're going to share their faith. And God is going to give you a special ability, a special gift, a special blessing, a special favor where you're going to be able to reflect. You're going to go around glowing, reflecting his glory. Man, To me, first of all, just to be able to let people see more of God through me is just just a blessing all by itself. But then here's the convicting part. Everybody look at me now. Everybody look at me. Here's the convicting part. 
Do you realize for eternity, everybody's going to know who tried to win people and who didn't. When I read that and I studied that out, everybody's going to know who made an effort to bring people to Christ. And everybody's going to know who didn't. Forever. Forever. I don't know about y'all, but I want to shine. Let me read the verses again. Some of y'all are looking like a calf at a new gate. (laughs) He that winneth souls is the wise shall. Come on. The wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to. That means winning souls to Christ as the for. How long they going to shine? And who's going to shine? The ones that turn many to righteousness. Watch this. Jesus confirms it. Matthew 13, 43. Jesus is speaking. Then shall the righteous what? As the in the kingdom of their father. You know, it brings a whole new meaning to this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Guess what? If you don't let it shine here, you ain't going to shine there. And everybody is going to know who made an effort to get people to Christ and who didn't care. I don't know about y'all, but I need some temple folks to be shining. I don't want to get to heaven and see the people that I'm responsible for dull. Y'all with me? And it won't be my fault. I've been preaching seven weeks on this. And some people are getting it. And some people are experiencing contentment like never before, fulfillment and joy. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Let's share our faith. Let's tell somebody. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a blowed bulb forever. Amen. You say, well, it ain't going to be that big a deal, preacher. How many of y'all, everybody stand so you'll know I'm serious. <clears throat> stand, stand with me at Fairview. Stand with me at Fairview. How many, of y'all, how many of y'all folks put out Christmas lights? Come on, raise your hand. Put out Christmas lights. How many of y'all have seen a Christmas light? Okay. Does the one that don't shine stand out? It sure does. Like a sore. Don't be that bulb. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be that bulb. Let's go, let's go shine. If you want to shine then, you got to start shining now. 